And that's if things don't drag on too long. The problem is this Delta variant is like an angry little chihuahua running around the countryside, <laughs> infecting everyone. I'm George Markowski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markowski method. Join us. Hello. Hi there. Welcome. George Markowski and Belinda Flaherty coming to you live on this Excellent. lockdown. Now, oh. yeah, hey, I'm not in lockdown. I'm in Brisbane. No, I'm in Bribe Island. Um, but everyone else is by the sound of it. <laughs> so if you're watching live, can you please type in hashtag live? Now, hello to Freedom Fighters. If you're freedom, hi Lisa. Hello, hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome. We've got a really interesting session today. Um, I'm going to be asking, are we headed for a recession? And look, I've got to ask these questions. You know, I'm normally positive about everything. However, I need to still look at the figures and see what's happening. So today, you know, what I want to do, guys, is mention one thing, right? And thank you for commenting. Hi, Nico. Hello. Hi. Now, look, um, people actually commenting and interacting, when you do that, you give us energy. And the more energy you give us... The more fun we have and the more fun you're going to have. So, guys, if you want to have fun, please interact. If you're on, you know, because the more Kane and Denise, hello, how are you? So, if you want to have fun, please interact because it's more fun that way. Now, I'm going to absolutely what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a bit of a summary. I'm going to talk today what we're going to talk. We're going to talk about lockdowns, unemployment. We're talking about the government thinking about actually, good evening, um, the government thinking about scrapping stamp duty. And the one other thing I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to talk about why I hate holidays. <laughs> no, not, not holidays, public holidays. Public holidays. And I'm going to explain that to you. And I might even divulge something about me in the bedroom too. No, seriously. Because luckily Christina's not here, so I can talk about it. Don't, don't get too raunchy, George. Might be too hot to handle. Well, we, look, want to, we, want to keep, we want to keep these people on our Facebook. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about the lockdown to start with, right? So Bill Evans from Westpac, he reckons the current lockdown is going to cost us $8 billion and our GDP is going to fall 0.7%, right? Wow. Right, and that's if things don't drag on too long. The problem is this Delta variant is like an angry little chihuahua running around the countryside <laughs> infecting everyone, right? I made that up, the Chihuahua. Didn't you like that? I love the Chihuahua analogy. That's fantastic. Right? So they reckon we could come bouncing back in December quarter, right? But if the lockdown drags on for longer than we expected, then we could easily get a negative, right, and find ourselves back yeah. in a double-dip recession. A double-dip even? Yeah, yeah. So, look, that's not great news. Not, not great news at no, all. But I, I want to keep it real, though. And this is the thing. The reason recessions suck is because people stop spending, right? And then people, yeah. stuff, people make less stuff. Because they make less stuff, it creates unemployment. Then when there's unemployment, people spend less money, even more of unemployment. And then guess what happens after that? Assets start going down. We get, start getting deflation, right? But let, uh, let me tell you where we're at the moment, though, right? I mean, we've had amazing 12 months of lockdown, we still are the richest country in the world, right? Come out fighting, awesome. right? Not only that, we've got the strongest labour market and with the lowest job vacancy, the ratio of unemployment people compared to job vacancy is the lowest level going back to 1996. Wow. So, guys, we, we can weather this pretty easy. It's a bit... Um, we can, 
we can toughen out this storm. Well, let me give you an example. This lockdown's got to cost eight billion, right? But guess what? The the um the National Reserve Bank is printing four billion dollars a week. So in two weeks, they've just covered it. Hello, only, thank only, you. Only four mil. Four billion. Only four billion. Wow. Yeah, so it's a bit like this. You know, you've got a teenage daughter and she takes the money out of your wallet, takes 800 bucks, but you're making 400 bucks a week anyway. So you'll make up for it anyway. It doesn't matter, right? That's what the lockdowns I like, are. I like, I like your analogy, George. A teenage daughter, but the Delta variant's like an angry chihuahua running around the place going, yapping around. I mean, funny enough, I've been, I've been looking at buying some from Europe. I've been talking to this guy from, I don't know, somewhere in Northern Europe. He's got a bit of an accent, really cool guy. And we're talking the other night. And he goes, oh, I heard you guys were locked down. I go, yeah, we had um, one person with COVID. He's like, wow, one person. He goes, we were getting 10,000 people a day when we had lockdown. Wow. And they don't even blink if there's 400 people. They don't give a – they're very different ideas over there. Now, I don't know who's right or wrong. doesn't matter. It is what it is. Us Aussies yeah. are tough. We certainly are. And our economy is even tougher, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're tough. Yeah. So, so this is the deal. Guys, welcome to what I've been doing for a long time. Welcome to working from home. And how's it going for everyone? Um, if anyone's working from home, please type in the chat, especially if you've just started. I'm very curious to see your experience. Yep. Do you like her? Do you not like her? Just give exactly. us a bit of a rundown. Yeah, because I've been my own boss for a while now, right? And, you know, I've had a fully equipped home office for ages. I've been doing this for years, even when we had the office. By the way, drum roll... We closed the office, officially closed the physical office. Congratulations. Yay. But I hadn't been there. I wouldn't even go there, right? Oh, yeah, I've been working from home for one year now. Yeah, a lot of people have. Love I. Yep. Love good. it. You love yourself? Love it. Yep. I thought love, love I. It. Yes. Love it. Love working from home. I'll get back at least two hours per day. Yeah, exactly. So I've been working from home for a long time. And the thing is for me, where I'm at in life right now, the distinction between work and pleasure is a bit of a gray area, as you probably know. Because I really love what I do. I love the way it challenges, excites me. When, all I'm, when my mind wanders, often wanders, you know, into how can we do better for our clients or our members. I, I love it. You know, I'm really into it. You know, a lot of time I'll go for dinner with Christina. We'll go to a nice restaurant and I'll go, Christina, can I please bring my iPad so I can write down a few ideas? She doesn't mind. Even when we're having a bath together, I like to think of ideas because that's the best time sometimes, right? Yeah. So I love what I do. So my work and my pleasure are almost one and the same. For me, work yeah. equals pleasure. And not everyone can say that, right? No. Right. So, for example, I've learned that when my wife wants me to pleasure in the bedroom, it doesn't not mean bringing the architectural plans for a 12-lot townhouse development to bed. <laughs> right? And since my work no, and pleasure are no. closely aligned, I have a funny relationship to holidays. See, because I've been my own boss, I get to set my own hours. So... If I do some great work, I can actually just give myself a day off. You know, I say, you deserve it, do it, right? Yeah. So I really get to do whatever I want. That's the fact of it. And the reason I do that is because one of the reasons I get to do what I want is because I love what I do and I make money out of property. And, you know, my property portfolio makes me more money than anything else can. So it doesn't matter how hard I work, my property's going to make more money. And that gives you a lot of freedom. Yeah. But this is the deal. So after I started working for myself, 
the only value I saw in holidays like Easter and Christmas and everything else, apart from observing the appropriate rituals and all that, was that it gave me a chance to coordinate that off with my friends and family. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, there's a long weekend. I know all my friends have got the time off as well. We can go out for a drink, right? So yeah. but this is what happened, right? After a while, see, most of my mates and friends have invested in property now too. Yeah. Right? And I sort of just stopped hanging out with people that are tied to a wage slavery. So what's happened is holidays have lost their coordinating power now, almost. You know what I mean? We've still got a few yeah. people in the group and we like to coordinate because, I mean, we coordinated recently. We went to the – when we had the yacht. Was that a holiday, a public holiday or not? No, yeah, that was Easter. There you Easter. go. Easter. We hired a yacht. We hired a yacht and we cruised around the Whit Sundays. Spearfishing, yeah. yep, and li living off the land, <laughs> yep. and stopping into Hamilton Island. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, right? Um, the more time I spend outside the system, the more strange it is to me. You know, funny the powers that be have decided that we don't have to work today because it's the Queen's birthday or whatever, right? Yeah, praise our glorious Queen. <laughs> but don't get used to it because you have to go back to work on Tuesday. Back in the sugar mine, lackey. So you see, you're not the master of your time. And back when I used to work for someone else, I just accepted it. It was the same for everybody. Everyone lived by the gracious governor's clock. But I think there's something very disempowering about letting external force control the time when someone else decides whether you work or not, whether you play or not, or what time you get in. You know, I remember yeah. I used to go to work and I've never been a morning person. So I used to always get in trouble for coming a little bit late, right? So even a subtle level, you're giving away some of your power away when you work nine to five. Correct. Right. So I think um, that's something to think about. And look, can I just say to you, and I'll say this to any of our members that are watching, with all these different lockdowns that's going on, what's one good thing about what we're doing for all of our members? They're still making money. Yep, yep. They're positive geared. Exactly. So, you know, they might have, look, I'm not, we only had a couple that lost their jobs through it, but their positive properties were still churning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, look, I think that the first step to creating, see, I what I'm saying is, um, you know, some people love their nine-to-five jobs. I'm not knocking that. But of course, absolutely. And I'm curious, who loves their job? Type in, I love my job. And who doesn't like it so much? Maybe I don't like it so much. But I'm, I'm very curious to see that because at the end of the day, whether you love your job or not, I really believe financial freedom is something that is really worthwhile. But yeah. you know what? The thing is, it's not easy. Physically, it's easy. I love my job, Facebook user. Excellent. You love your job? Fantastic. Love, yeah. love my job. Fantastic. Love, 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 love. Fantastic. And look, I I love it. And I think if you're fortunate enough, because um, I was reading um, Good to Great by Phil Collins, and he was Good talking about level five leaders. You know, love my job, our company mission and values. I don't like How it so that? much. There you go. See? Exactly. And look. I wish I had to do, I, I do love my job, but I wish I had more time to do arty things. Do arty it, things. It pays the bills, yeah. Look, the thing is, the fact that it is we need to work, we need to make money. Yep. And the fact that it is we need to do that, 
But I really believe if you haven't replaced your income through property, that should be your number one goal. Now, this is the deal, right? You know, a lot of people, George Mikoski, your team loves what they do. Thank you so much. I'm glad. Yeah, look, I'm very fortunate because I, you know, I work because I love what I do, but I got to I get to choose to surround myself with people that I love and people that I appreciate and people that are awesome. You know? Yeah. That's your plan, Lisa. Well done, Lisa. I love it. Lisa's plan is to replace her income to property, which is an excellent plan. Lisa, you're a champion. High five to Lisa. And the Absolutely. fact that it's, um, it's not easy. And anyone telling you that's easy, they're just downright lying. You know, I'm yeah. sick to death with these companies out there going, oh, you know, you can buy a property and make a million dollars overnight and blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. Property no. takes time. It takes time. It takes effort. And really, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it properly. That's right. And remember, we spoke about it last week, the two things holding you back from property. One thing is the things you know, right? And see, the thing is, a lot of times, the, the wealthy investors, they've got tried and tested systems that work. And until I discovered those, I was struggling myself. And the struggling investors, they just don't know what they're doing yet. That's why they're struggling. But once yeah. you know what the wealthy investors do, it's a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's no such there's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. It's the slow and steady, and doing it properly wins the race. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, this is what New South Wales government is actually planning to phase out transfer duty in favour of land tax. Right. Interesting. Yep, the, the ACT government has slowly been reducing transfer duty, increasing land tax since 2012, um, 2012 and plans to have duty entirely phased out by 2032. Now, I don't know if you realise, uh, ACT, their land tax is just so high. Through the roof, I've heard. I know, I know Nick, Nick comes from uh, ACT. I'm going to just, I posted in the group a while ago, which is interesting. Yeah, you show, actually showed something on Facebook recently where you... Um, you showed all the different land tax state by state. That yes. was really um, interesting. Yes, I'm going through now and just having a look at Australian property chat because I want to go through that because, you know, the worst place, one of the worst places in the world is uh, ACT for land tax. It's terrible. It's so shocking. Yeah, wow. This land tax, even when I was playing Monopoly, I hated land tax. So if you bought $1 million of land, Right. Um, what would happen is in Northern Territory, you'd pay zero land tax. In WA, you'd pay two thousand seven hundred. In South Australia, you'd pay four thousand eight hundred. Queensland, four thousand five hundred. New South Wales, four thousand. Victoria, two thousand nine hundred seventy-five. Tasmania, eleven thousand five hundred eighty-seven. ACT, wow. ten thousand eight hundred fifty-six. Now, this is the deal, though. What you have to understand is when you look at ACT in Tasmania, even though they sound the same, they're very different because ACT's got very expensive property, right? Oh, Nick, you're in Queanbeyan, which is in New South Wales. Of course, smart man. But see, AC, um, but um, you look at um, Tasmania, they've got really cheap property prices. So therefore, it takes a while to get there. Right, so yeah, so they're thinking about doing that, but 
Victoria now has the largest effective rate of transfer duty on a media property around 5.5%. Can you believe that? Typical Victoria. Wow. Right? So now, back in 2002, it used to cost you um, on a medium property $12,000. Now it's $45,000. Interesting. So I, um, Victoria is seriously becoming, you know, I've, I've seen what's happening in Victoria at the moment. It's fascinating stuff. And I think what's going on is, one, they're starting to tax the shit out of everything and everyone. Yeah. Excuse the language. But when a government normally starts taxing everyone really heavily, not a good sign. That no, means the economy is going to go down and they're usually going to be not doing too well because you can't sustain that. You can't just tax everyone. Usually that's bad. So look at look at uh, California. They've been taxing everyone and going up to 6.5% for stamp duty. Look at that, going up again. So, wow. Yeah, so what happened is you look at California is they've been taxing the crap out of everyone because they can, Silicon Valley and all that. So guess what people yes. are doing? They're moving what the are they doing? Where there's no tax. Oh, right. They're going to Austin, Texas, where there's no tax. It's an amazing city. And guess what? Um, Elon Musk moved there. He's buying this, building a massive factory. Everyone's just moving there and just moving their businesses. That's what happens. But for Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, so, so Melbourne used to attract a lot of people because they were so competitive. And now yeah. they're actually – Melbourne was slated to become – the, the biggest city in Australia. Yes, it was. Not anymore. I know. They're losing people now every every year. They're negative migration. Yeah. They were the fastest growing city in, in Australia. Wow. And they're not. They're, they're shrinking. They're actually shrinking. And guess who took the place, top place now? Brisbane. Brisbane. So you know, yeah. how, you, so you know how you've got the most populous, um, biggest state of population is New South Wales, then Victoria, then Queensland. Well, yep. they reckon in 10 years' time, it's going to be New South Wales, Queensland, and their Victoria. Yeah, well, it's it's moving that way. I mean, the stats are all pointing at Stats don't lie. I wouldn't surprise me in the future that Brisbane's going to be bigger than Melbourne and more expensive and better. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I feel that Melbourne have just lost their mojo. They were doing really well. They'll kick Doing, me going great guns. And then Look, Dan, I've been up. Uh, yep. Dan, Dan and Trader Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, look at the migration stats. Yeah. Yep. Guys, I mean, I'm over here at the moment. I love Melbourne. Melbourne's my favorite city in the whole wide world. Um, but I've been over here in Brisbane for the last week and the weather, the food, it's been amazing. Like, I actually have considered possibly moving over here. Except we're gonna to have to kidnap you and move you to Adelaide because you're my best, <laughs> and then we we'll just go over, over holidays. Yeah, okay. You, if you leave, kidnap if, me. If you leave Victoria, you're coming to Bali or Adelaide. That's it. End of story. You, you, you know that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Blinda and I have been best friends for like 20 years now, over 20 years. We sure have. We sure have. And you know what? I love it that you get to hang out with your best friend and work and do this sort of stuff. It's great. So yeah. look, I'm ready to answer some questions. Great. So, guys, bring them on. Guys, Q &A this, is time. Question, this is question time, guys. And bring it on. Yeah, this is your time to ask questions. 
Oh, okay. Lisa's got a hot seat Zoom after this. Remember, I have a Zoom link for 7 p.m. Great. Oh. Only 6.24 here, so let me have a look. It's 6.54 here. So we're... Yep. We've got half an hour. We've got time for the hot seat. And that's all right. And by the way, Lisa, it actually starts off. We've we've got a bit of a starter before George and I come into it. So okay. let's go. The situation. Isn't that safe in Asia at the moment? No, it's not. Um, so therefore, I've postponed my trip. Lisa will be there with bells on. Don't worry. Yeah, so um, when is it time to sell investment property? Good question. Okay. Right. Usually never. <laughs> okay. So look, the thing is, you depending make on, money. Depending on the property though, right, George? Depending yeah, on the property. So this is what I'm going to say though. Um, yes, of course. Brisbane has secured the Olympics. Thank you, Nico, for telling me that. That's awesome, which is very exciting. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually, I was thought you were going to bring up the Olympics because you guys posted it last night. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so look, it's very exciting about the Olympics and the Olympics are going to give, you know, we talk about boom stacking. Boom stack, boom yeah, stack, so, boom, boom, so, boom. I posted about the Olympics recently. A lot of people said, oh, it won't make any difference. Well, look, if you look yeah, at, um, you look at South Korea, um, Seoul, the capital city, after the Olympics, went up 700%. Yeah. Sydney went up 40% after the Olympics, right? Yep. So there's the stats. London didn't go up. So some do, some don't. But if you look at boob stacking, but you look at, um, you look at Brisbane, such a beautiful, sunny place. It's going to go up. If, you know, Barcelona yeah, went up. Barcelona went nuts. So I'm going to the Olympics. Are you coming? Yes, I'm coming with you. We're going to yeah. definitely, absolutely, 100%. Only 12 years to go, I think, so we'll get there. No, tw 2020, uh, 20, I thought it was 23. Yeah, so 12 no. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're going. We're going. We've We're been going George, guys. we've been friends for 25 years. 2032. What's another 10 years? What's another 10 What's years? Another 10 Okay, let's go back down to the bottom. How? Um, no, 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 let's go back to the first one about. Down to the bottom. Of when this. is the best time to sell? Okay, look, this is my rule, guys. Um, what you need to do is there's a thing called demand supply ratio, 16,000 suburbs in Australia. DSR. And look, the fact of it is, if, if your property is in a suburb that's going to go down in value, you'll want to get rid of it. If it's going to go up, you want to keep it. Hopefully, if you buy right, then you get to keep your suburb, keep your property, not your suburb, and just do it. Because you make your money when you buy a property, not when you sell. So I yes. want to just cash out using the bank to do it that way. North Lakes area. North Lakes is not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. You've just got to be careful on what part of North Lakes. It's a huge area. How soon should investors get into the Brisbane market? Will it be very expensive in years to time? Look, guys, the fact of it is I always say never, ever, ever rush. Okay? Yes. Don't rush. You want to do it right. So there's a whole, you know, you know, a, you know, the whole um, adage, you know, where they say measure 10 times and cut once type thing. Mm -hmm. You have a red wine as well? Cheers. 
Yeah, cheers, Georgie. Here we go. Cheers. So, look, that's why we changed to Thursday night so I can have red wine. So, guys, the fact of it is you want to really get your ducks in a row. Get yeah. it right. Because buying a property takes a lot of effort. If you're going to do it, do it right. Get the right property, yep. right strategy. Get it all perfect. Because exactly. you can't afford to make mistakes. So if you, you know, don't get this FOMO. There's a lot of people at the moment getting FOMO and just jumping in and buying anything and overpaying yeah. and paying too much. And, and I'm just against that. I'm really, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, companies out there putting pressure on people saying you've got to buy, you know what I mean? And really, no, take your time, do it right, make sure you get your numbers right, be totally comfortable, and then you buy. You know, right. I'm really, I'm totally against people rushing into things blindfolded. I really think yeah. you need to do your due diligence and go through every step. And that's, see, what we do on our program, we've got a 12-step program. 12 steps. And what happens Which is, is instead of doing one step buying a property, right, which is just ridiculous. That's like jumping over a cliff. What we do is we've got these stairs. You climb down the stairs one step at a time. And you do one step at a time so you can make sure you get everything done properly. You cross all the T's, dot all the I's. And you need to do that. Yes, my next investment will be in Queensland. Very good idea, Lisa. I think it's a good place. Now, yeah. Melbourne, due to COVID, has seen people leaving. The price of units have dropped drastically. Wouldn't Melbourne be a good spot to buy for the long term? as better than Queensland? Good question. Um, no, because, see, the thing is, people get this wrong. If property prices are going down, I don't want to buy where property prices are going down. I want to buy them where they're going up, right? Because I'm looking long-term. And the long-term demographics, like, you know, units in Melbourne and Sydney have dropped drastically. Yeah, the vacancy rate is like 8 or 9% in Melbourne at the moment. And I, and I predicted this five years ago, by the way. It sure did. I mean, you've got podcasts that talk about this stuff. Well, I predict this already. And this has got nothing to do with COVID. COVID just accelerated it for a few years. But it's to do with units being shit. But also, um, the challenge is the quality of units in, in Melbourne especially are terrible. Mm. They're very small. They're, they're undersized. Very poor workmanship. Uh, some been of those are burning, There's been units burning down in London, Sydney and Melbourne. It's crazy. So, you know, I, I don't look for properties that are going down. I look for properties going up. Very yeah. different. You've got to swap it around because um, when you're looking for properties going down, it's like catching a falling knife. <laughs> you're going to get cut, yeah. right? And I've seen so Absolutely. many people, you know, try to get a bargain. There's no such thing as a bargain. The market's the market. The market pays what it's worth. So Correct. Absolutely. You're not getting a bargain. Exactly. Let's go. Next question. E.g. after 10 years to pay off debt and pay other investment property loans or purchase new investment. Look, well, with us, right, basically with what we do is it's 10 properties in 10 years, yes. right? So what you're doing is accumulating the properties. And once you accumulate them, once you get 10 properties, you know, we, our members at, at the moment, they're buying properties and they're probably positive $50 to $100 a week. Yeah, right. on average, right. yeah, beautiful. And some of them are buying properties, little or no deposit as well. Yep. I recently had um, two old friends um, that actually bought property. They The banks kept saying no. They joined that program five months ago. They've got two properties. They already made 200 grand in the last five months. Lovely. Happy and days. I know. How awesome is that? And we mm. went out for a nice lunch. I bought a bottle of champagne, which is very exciting. But Lovely. The thing is, the thing is um, I suppose, what our goal is to buy property 
with little or no deposit using equity. And then each property you buy, you're actually making positive cash flow. You make $50 to $100. And within 10 years, without using any of the money out of your own pocket, this is using tax dollars, by the way, you end up yes. with 10 properties, you end up with $5 million equity and $250,000 a year income without Happy getting out of Happy days. Happy days. Why would you want to sell that income? Because that's the golden goose. So when people say, you know, I want to sell my investment property, it's like if you bought a golden goose and this golden goose was laying golden eggs every day, would you sell that golden would goose? Would you sell it? Would you sell you that goose? Or would you keep the golden goose? Keep I say the keep golden the goose. Or, you know, why would you chop its head off? Like, not good idea. Yeah. Yes, come and stay That's in my cool. investment. There we go. Ha ha. Awesome. Oh, when we go up to Gold Coast or Brisbane. Brisbane, yes. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Beautiful. Okay. Next. There should be Olympic event for property investing. Lowell, you were doing gold. Ha <laughs> ha. That's yes, so good. Oh, we've got no. Facebook user. I want to know who that is. That would be I'm hilarious. Look, um, this is the deal. I would win gold, but you know what? That's because I've got an unfair advantage. So they could yeah. call it cheating because I, I can predict the market, so it's sort of unfair Yeah, advantage. you can predict the market, but also, yeah, and, and, and you've had so much experience as well. Olympic costs states a shitload and they are lost. What are people waiting for one month of Olympic visitors? Yeah, look, yeah, um, I've, heard, I've heard that is the case. But property prices go up. Yeah, property prices will go up. As usually, depreciation finishes after 10 years. That's right, it does. But uh, what we're doing by then is depreciation depre uh, finishes after 10 years, but after 10 years, you probably need to spend some money on your property anyway. Yeah. Right? That's the fact of it. You know, I remember I bought a property in Perth, cost me 220 went up to, I think, 690 after about 10 years, so nearly tripled. But I had to spend about... 12 grand on it to just fix it up and then I've got depreciation again. Yeah. So don't sell until you need to if it's gone gone up. Keep. Yeah, that's right. Only sell if it's a shit property or shit area. It's, it's you, you really want to believe in that kind of um, buy and hold mentality. Lisa's got red and with cheese. Nice. I love it. Cheers, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Where's the cheese? <laughs> Okay, mm. how do we tell the difference between the get-rich-quick mobs and people like you that generally want to help us smarty, smartly property long-term? Well, guys, I really think you can tell who walks their walk and who talks their talk. And that's what you're going to look at. You know, people that, you know, are, are spruiking around the place and saying, hey, you know, you're going to make lots of money and everything else like that. You can tell success leaves clues. Right? Correct. And you need to look at those clues. But also, I guess what we do is that's why we do the 14 day challenge to give people a test run of our program and check that's it all out. Right. Themselves, you know yeah. I mean? And also get to understand our company, our company values. Very mm -hmm. important. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure that you've got mentors that have got real life results. Like all of our coaches, we've followed Georgia's stuff, we've got the results, we're, we're investors as well. So you've got to kind of do your own little due diligence in that sense. And well, enough, just about every single person in our company. Actually, every person in our company has got a property. And Everyone in our company. All yep. of them except for one are on the program and property investors. Correct. Pretty Absolutely. Cool. Uh, John said nice answers. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. And thank Thanks, you for giving John. us some questions. 
So how is it possible to buy a property with little deposit? I have a friend who is depressed after his divorce, as he now has zero, but he does have 200,000 super. He thinks life is over. What should I tell him? Well, one, tell him life's not over because, you life, know, it's not over. You know, um, you know what? Sometimes things happen in life, but the thing is, he might have zero, but having 200,000 super is a good start because I'm not qualified to talk about super. But usually if you've got over 180,000, you might be able to do something. You need to talk to an expert. Um, and that's... Um, Question up, George, just so we've got it highlighted. It doesn't fit. Oh, uh, does. Yeah. So yep. tell them to have a glass of wine, cheer up, and yep. join the group. It's not all doom and gloom. He needs to get his right tribe around him. He needs to absolutely. Mirani McKay. Um, Thank you. I don't know what that means. No, no, I, I bet you something very interesting because I know Nico is a very clever man and he's always got something interesting. Uh -huh. So I'm going to quickly Google it and see what it means. Oh, Mirani. That's um, uh, in Mackay. Yeah, so that's um, out in the middle of nowhere in the sticks. Mackay is not a good area to buy. Look, look, the fact of it is there's one, there's two places I stay away from, right? I stay away from boom towns and mining towns. Mining. I, I really, I stick to capital cities or large regional centres. I want a lot of population, you know what I mean? Yep. So Lisa said, you keep it real, George. Lived experience of sharing knowledge is amazing. Thank you, Lisa. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Yay. Good on you. I love like that it. feedback. Real There's feedback. an app saying 10 properties in 10 months. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, that is hilarious. Now, look, I really they, think. They should, they should be doing Fringe, the comedy hour. 10 exactly. properties in 10 months. Yes, I've, I've seen that ad, actually. Is that just – tell me about it, George, because I haven't seen it. Is it just a big hook to get you in on what? Look, look, um, if it's the people I know about, unfortunately what they did is they weren't very um, ethical with what they'd done. I don't know much about it, but I heard they're getting they're getting uh, investigated and they just – Oh, they a, are. Yeah, I was going to say they, they must they, be. They bought a dump and sold it to, you know, old grannies and grandpas for, and then – Oh, you know, that's so bad. sad. But look, the, the, the challenge is, right, is, and I, I saw this happen. We had a member in, in Melbourne, remember, and he got a yes. letter. He got an email from this company. His company said, oh, invest 90000 We invest ninety. We do the build. We make a million. We give you half. And he goes, wow. oh, great deal. I'm Perfect. like, don't be stupid. I mean, exactly. if, they, if they could make a million dollars, right, then why would they want your 90000 if they can make a million that easy? But he did it anyway. I, I tried to stop him, and he did it anyway. So because yeah. the technology is, unfortunately, people get caught up in greed. And look, yes. when, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. true. And that's funny enough. Um, a lot of times I say, you know, get a property for less than $50 a week because if people knew it was positive, they might think it's too good to be true. But it's not, right? It's a no-go zone. Yeah. Okay, yes, it is. Yeah, Mackay, no-go zone. Yep. Don't go there, sunshine. They might have sunshine, but don't go there, sunshine. Buying where I want to live is a bad investment. So do I rent my whole life? Can I build a strategy that means I can buy and live in my own home one day? Yes, absolutely. So look, oh, I, I'm... Rent investing. Look, rent vest. 
Right. So look, this is the deal, guys. You're, and oh, by the way, just got an announcement to make. Listen to this. Wow. Guess for it, joining us live at our one day property summit in September. Is it the man himself? Yes. Robert Kiyosaki is going to join me. We're doing oh. an event together. Really? You're doing an event together? Fantastic. Yeah. Robert, Robert um, reached out to me a few weeks ago and um, through a mutual contact in Sydney. And what happened was um, he, he was um, interested in uh, doing some property education and he heard about yep. my reputation. And you know how I met him and I gave him a copy of my book anyway. Mm -hmm. So we had a bit of a chat to make sure we're the right fit because, you know, both of us um, really want to be careful who we deal with because we want to make sure we're the right morals. He didn't want to deal with someone, 10 properties in 10 months type type person. I didn't want to deal with the wrong yes. person either. So we had a bit of a chat and, you know, a few emails here and there. And, you know, we're on the same page and we're going to be doing a one-day workshop. We're, this is going to be amazing. We're going to be using, you know, we're going to be teaching people rich dad, rich dad. Um, dad Porter. Rich dad concepts and Markovsky method all in one day. And wow, that's so thing exciting. Is, thing, when you look at his concepts as a broad thing, right, they're the same values and concepts I've got. So absolutely. His concepts work, but I've got the strategy down pat that he hasn't got for Australia. So yes. Things together, they're really powerful. And we're going to be inviting all of our members to join us on that. Oh, fantastic. Also, also, I'm going to be doing a few – I'm going to be doing a special – one-on-one Q&A at the end for, for our VIPs. So I'm going to be doing a bit of a competition for our group here. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to do a whole Saturday from 9 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock and then mm -hmm. 6 o'clock for the VIP. It's going to be exciting. Great. We've got what date is he coming? We're just negotiating now. Um, we're going to be doing okay. it live online. Oh, perfect, perfect. We don't want to get him locked out. No, I was going but to say, absolutely. So... So no moral compass, 10 properties in 10 months is making money out of someone else's misfortune. I'd like to sleep at night. Correct. Exactly. I'd like to sleep at night too, 100%. Fantastic. Exactly. That's really good, uh, Lisa. Okay, so let's talk about reinvesting again, right? Reinvest. I, I, I was talking to a good friend of mine recently, right, and he wants to buy a home to live in. Yep. Very successful, wants to buy a home and living. Because what we do is we deal with a lot of successful business owners. Mm -hmm. And with business, right, you might make profit with business, but you need to convert that profit into wealth. And that's where we come in. And that's yes. why, you know, I've done a lot of um, speeches with different groups to help these successful business owners get their profit and turn it into wealth. And we've got some yes. very successful, we've got some of the most successful business people in Australia on our program. Yes. Right. Now, and what I said to my friend, who's quite who's quite successful in business, but hasn't got a lot of properties, I said, look, you don't deserve to actually have an owner-occupier. Wow. And I, I was being honest with him. You don't deserve it because an owner-occupier costs you money. You want your dream home. Earn it. So yeah. I, I had 15 properties before I bought my property. Yeah. Because it cost 10 properties to pay for my $3 million beach house, right? Now it's probably worth four. Yeah. So, you know, imagine $4 million in debt. That's a lot of money. I need 10 properties to pay for it. Just the interest. Yes. Now, a little bit less because the interest has gone down. But at the time, you know what I mean? So what yeah. I suggest is what you do is rent vest, earn the right. And once your passive income can pay for your 
your, your own occupier, buy whatever you want. So I don't mind um, you spending money because, you know, I tell everyone, save and invest it in property. And I'm saying do that. And then people go, well, George, why have you got a $4 million house? Why have you got a convertible Porsche? Why do you spend so much money? Because I've earned the right. Because once you earn the right, don't be tight with your money. Once you've earned the right, because I really think there's two types of money. There's passive, there's active. Now, if I have to work for a dollar, I'm going to save that dollar. Because yeah, I, I put sweat and tears for that dollar. I don't want to. I don't want to spend that or waste that. But you know what? Happened? You know what I do with my passive income? I blow it. I spend it. I have fun with it. That's what it's there for. Because the beautiful thing is like the golden goose. So this week, all the rent that I got this week, I can just go blow it all. And guess what? It comes back next week again. It doesn't matter. But if I have to work for something, I have to get up and work for it again. So, guys, your passive income, spend it. But your active income, save it. And until you've got enough passive pay for your own occupier, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa's going to come. Awesome, Lisa. See you there. Good on you, Lisa. We like you, Lisa. Okay. So, uh, Belinda, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad book in my 20s. Yes, I did too. And I loved it. That cash flow quadrant is amazing. Markovsky plus Kiyosaki equals awesome. Yes, thank you. Love that. Awesome, awesome. Purchase going home isn't all that bad. It's a different strategy. Look, it's not all that bad, but most of the times it's cheaper to rent in a good area. Yeah. I mean, I rent fair skies, so, you know, I rent where I want to live. I buy property where I want to make money. But should be That's done only if you can afford it and still live the lifestyle you want. Exactly. Thank you. That's Correct. right. Absolutely. You're producing income from investments. Exactly. And that's the money you can spend. That money is, you can spend it. I mean, I remember when I was in England, I was in London and Belinda, and Chris, Belinda came, came to Adelaide to hang out with my wife, Christina. You guys were having fun. And what happened yeah, was, I, caught, I was in Dubai. And I wanted to buy some caviar and surprise Belinda and Christina because Dubai is close to Iran. Oh, I do together. remember that. That, was, that best, was a good night. It's the best caviar there. And I look over there and it's yes. like 500 bucks for a tin of caviar. I'm thinking, how cheap is that? So I thought, stuff it, I'll get free, right? So cheap, right? So anyway, so I'm lining up and there's a lineup of like 20 people that I'm lining up, running late for my flight, lining up. I finally get there and I realise it's 500 per something but it ended up being three thousand us for these three cans and there i am I now you know that was a lot of money it's not one of my it proudest was. moments but people were watching me it was passive income i thought stuff it and i did it yeah on my way home from london you know i had i i, I caught up some friends and we went out partying and all that so i was pretty hungover so when i went to the plane i just went up to the counter and said look here's my credit card Put yeah I'm not, I'm just, they gave me my own room. I had my own room. And look, and, but if I had to actively work for that money, you know, it cost me like 12 grand to fly from London to Adelaide. I would not spend active money on that. No way. That's just stupid. So if you're spending active money on that sort of thing, you're dumb. But if it's 12 grand you didn't work for and it just keeps coming back into your pocket, who cares? And there's a big difference there because that's the important thing to know, you know. Absolutely. And can I just say something? Yep. How fun was that night when you brought home the caviar? Because oh. 
we sat there, we drank champagne, we ate the caviar. It was amazing. And can I tell you, I still remember that day clear as, and that those kind of moments are really precious. Oh, look, you know what? Having having my two best friends waiting for me at my house, you know, my wife and yeah. you. Oh, that was amazing. I loved it. And, you know, I was so glad that I got a chance to spoil you girls, which is fantastic. Yeah, it was lovely. And guess what? We enjoyed being spoiled. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Absolutely. great. It was really good. It was so much fun. And those moments are really precious because, I mean, that's what gives us meaning. Well, look, exactly. You know, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm planning on doing – I'm going to be doing a VIP workshop on a yacht. Oh, wow. That's what I'm planning on doing later this year Great. for our, for our top clients. It's going to be exciting. Great stuff. Let's get back to questions because we're nearly finished. Um, we've got five minutes and then we've got to go to our hot seat for all our people. That are, doing are, you produ- are you producing inc- Are you pro- producing income from your investments? Oh. No, no, you are. She said you are. And I am. Belinda. No, you are. Yep. yep. So, guys, um, Who's coming to our hot seat? Who's part of the 14 Day Challenge? I'd love to hear from you. I, I think Lisa. Your hand up. Lisa's definitely. She's already put that down. Yeah, so, guys, we've got five minutes. We can do a, one more question and answer, and that's it. And I'll, then I'll do a summary of what we talked about. Here we go. There's another question that's come through. Okay. Can I ask? I've purchased a property. In during early this year, and I've had an evaluation of the property come back thirty-five less than the purchase price. Should I panic? No. Purchase no price, way. Purchase prices and in and and um, you know the fact of it is, property's gone up everywhere in Queensland anyway. And I know Jura everywhere is going. Yeah, Jura, is, absolutely. The thing is, uh, what you need to do is do our training on how to increase the value of your property, just so you can uh, get the real inside scoop. So there's there's. There's different depends on on who also does valuation exactly. It depends on the day. If they had a good day or not. Maybe his wife didn't have sex with him that morning, and he was pissed off. <laughs> no, but look seriously. I've had properties for clients. You know, three towers next to each other, and I've had one being complete forty thousand difference. You know what I mean? So thirty. Um, there's normally a five or ten percent variance. So anything five ten percent, not to worry about. Anything more than that, if it was like twenty percent, I'd be worried. Definitely. Yep. Right? Absolutely. They're conservative. They're always so conservative. I mean, they, they certainly are. You get an experienced valuer. They'll give you a better valuation. Okay. Yes. So we've got Belinda here. How do I buy investment property and keep it separate from my own occupied home? Okay, keep it separate. Um, you're probably – Belinda, I think – I'm just trying to guess here. I did that minoring course in Newcastle. It didn't work, but I'm going to give it a shot. So, Belinda, I think what you're saying is – another Belinda, and she's blonde too. There you go. I think what she, must be a, that, she must be a good sort. Anyway, keep going. I think um, what you're saying is how do we make sure we don't cross-collateralise? And that's yes, very important. Yes, that's what she's saying. So in, unless I know your situation, I don't know exactly how, how um, to do it for you, but what normally we do is we get your own, own occupier and then we use a bit of the own occupier as equity for the investment property and therefore yes. using some of that. A lot of people don't want to do that because they're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm risking my I'm house. scared. Which, risking which, your which, house. Which is true, which is true. However, it's better than using cash because cash is safer and you put it in the offset account and then you're covered. And I go through this in depth in that 14-day challenge. But um, yes, it's, it's very important 
the one thing that's important, Belinda, is to keep yourself safe. And the thing that's going to keep you safe is actually buying in the top 100 and two, using cash flow calculator and making sure the repayments are really small or making sure that it's positive and then it makes it easier for you. Yeah. In the program, will I ever get to the stage that I'm knowledgeable enough to know where the buyer, where the top 100 suburbs are, how long it takes to learn this? Okay, great question. At the moment, what I do with um, the top 100 is that's my IP and I don't share the exact list with anyone, but I do share properties in the top 100 of our clients. The reason being this is I charge developers you know, fifty dollars to $100,000 for this list. And they sign a yes, you do. And they sign a non-disclosure agreement where I can sue them for $2 million if they do share the list because it will cost me that much because that's the one thing we have that no one else has got. But guess what I'm doing next week? What are you doing, George? I'm going to be releasing the top 10 and the bottom 10 suburbs to the public. Wow. The reason I'm doing this, I'm going to do this in the public to prove my point. We can go back and you can look at these suburbs and see what they did. Right? I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to share the top 10 with everyone. Wow, that's pretty good stuff, George. I mean, that's your IP, you know. National television. National television. Oh, really? Yes. So there you go. Wow. Fantastic. I love it. Love it. So I have two side mirror images. They were valued differently. Yes, exactly. That, that's what happens. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to valuations. Borrowing off the equity of own home. Yes, we always use equity for own home. She's actually written after that, I'm scared to do that. I'm scared to do that. Yes, Belinda. And you know what? You should be scared to do it because if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. So, exactly. But what you need to do, Belinda, is get yourself educated. And what happens is once you have enough knowledge, it won't be scary. And when it's not no. scary, then you should do it. But if you're scared to do it, don't do it because you're scared for a reason because you may not have enough knowledge. You shouldn't be doing it. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for playing and um, interacting with us because I tell you what, the more people that interact with us here, the more you're going to get value. I love it. We've actually got three minutes to go. Got Lisa, three minutes. We've got love three minutes and then Thank we're going live into our 14-day challenge masterclass. If there's anyone watching, we do a 14-day masterclass. Um, the whole idea is we want you to create your own blueprint. It's Actually, a great I think education. It starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, another question just came through. There is a risk. However, if you buy the right investment property, then go for it. Look, there's a risk with everything. Life is risky. Risk crossing the road. That's right. You know, if you want to be safe, get a little, go in a little padded room, wear this little padded jacket. They'll give you three meals a day and you'll live a long time. But what a way to live, right? We'll, we'll give you a sumo suit. <laughs> the thing you is, out, back up. better get, get ready for the hot seat. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, we need to get ready for get a hot ready, seat. Get ready for the hot seat. So, guys, look, I just want to say, let's let's do a quick summary of what we spoke let's about. Let's do a today. summary. Beautiful. Okay. So, we spoke about um, the the double dip recession. Is it going to happen? Dip. We talked yep. about lockdowns, unemployment, scrapping scam duty. 
why I hate holidays, why I um, don't, I'm not allowed to work in the bedroom. <laughs> we talked about the Olympics. Olympics. Yep. And stuff like that. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Now, remember, guys, if you enjoyed this, please, you know, share this, invite your friends to our group. I really want to grow our like-minded group of people here in Australian Property Chat. And the one, if you're getting value out of this, please get get uh, get like-minded people. If there's someone that you love, you care for, someone that can take advantage of this information, bring them on. I want to get this group yeah. growing big. Our overarching goal, our unstoppable mission is to empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through property, investing in property using the Markowski method. That's Definitely. what we're doing. So, I mean, you might, you, might, you might have friends or family that are investing. They're trying to do it on themselves. Get them involved because they can ask questions. And those questions really, they're valuable because we can speak back to the group and everyone benefits. It's, it's a win-win scenario. Absolutely. So, guys, have a lovely Thursday night. Hope you enjoyed it. Lovely. We're here every we better get Thursday, to the home same bat time, same bat channel. Yes. So make sure you join us. See you then. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Great chatting to you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful in investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.